the PodFix Network. Well, I've got my hands at the ready. These hands at the ready. I do as well. Let's do this. And in three, two, one. Welcome everyone to the Gravity Beard Podcast, your home for discussions and interviews with a variety of guests covering a wide range of topics. Today is another installment of This Week Today, where we look back on this day in history, sports, entertainment, and more. Let's get started. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Toph. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Lord Saunders. How are you, sir? Mr. Toph, we're through the first month of 2020. I'm doing great. How the hell are you? I'm really, really good. 2020 so far is off to a great start. And you want to know why? Why? Because nowhere on the horizon, in at least in my life, is there a home reno. <laughs> the year is young, buddy. The year is young. No, sir. No, sir. I did three in three years. There will be no more. That's the perfect 30 for 30. <laughs> but there's one thing I do want to do, and then I'll yield the floor to you if you got anything else you want to cover. But I want to shout out to our listeners on Radio Haver and thank them for tuning in. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, it's great to have you. Thanks for letting us be a part of the show. Yeah, we started on Radio Haver back in October, and we already have a really nice audience, and it's growing steadily every episode. And we just want to say thank you very much for that support. We appreciate uh, the growing audience and the support on Radio Haver. Yeah, it's been really great. And, you know, if you want to be a part of this a little bit more, go ahead and jump on into the Gravity Beard Interns group on Facebook. We would love to have you there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and of course, thank you to Drew Carson, who heads up Radio Haver for being nice enough to add us to the to the, uh, to the the lineup. Yeah, the roster. The <laughs> roster. AT&T call to the bullpen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you, Drew Carson, for adding us to Radio Haver. We really, really appreciate that. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Well, let's get started and look at the calendar of special days so everyone knows what to celebrate this week. Dude, let's do it. We can start off today with National Peanut Brittle Day. Now, you love peanut brittle, if I'm not mistaken. No, you couldn't be more wrong. I actually hate peanut brittle. Wait, are you serious? I thought you loved peanut brittle. No. No, the, the texture of peanut brittle is terrible. I love the taste of peanut brittle. The texture is awful. Is it the brittle or is it the peanuts? Well, I think I might have a, a, some sort of peanut allergy, or at least it inflames my gut. So I don't, I'm not that crazy about the peanuts, but I also I don't like the brittle. I would like to just have a National Brittle Day. I like the brittle. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it's our show, so we can kind of do whatever we want. Yeah, that's the good thing about having our own show. <laughs> well, let's move on to tomorrow, and I think you're going to like this. I know I do. Tomorrow is National Bubble Wrap Appreciation Day. Ooh. Okay, that's a it's actually a very big day, especially if you are a current on Doctor Who right now. Bubble Wrap played a big role in one of the episodes. Super intense. No kidding. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on Tuesday is National Kazoo Day. I don't know how uh, thrilled you are with kazoos, but I've shipped a whole bunch to your kids. So there you go. <laughs> Well, I'm not at all thrilled about that, but just in general, I'm I'm big on kazoos. Okay, that's pretty good. Same. Well, Wednesday, Adam, I think you're going to like this one as well. Well, actually, actually, I don't know. I know a lot of things about you. I don't know where you stand on this, 
but Wednesday is National Puzzle Day. Do you like puzzles? You'll be pleased to know that I love puzzles, and they're the most fun to do at Christmas, but I'm a year-long puzzler. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Chelsea would really be happy to hear that because she loves puzzles. We, we've talked many times on how to figure out how to clear permanent space somewhere in our anywhere in our house where we could set up a puzzle table. That's actually the same here. We've, we've actually had that discussion over the last couple of weeks is where we can have our permanent puzzle area. Yeah. Thursday is National Croissant Day, so we're looking for a place in our home to have croissants all the time. So we haven't found that area yet, but we'll see. <laughs> oh, see, that that's a problem we have solved. We, we do have a croissant area in our home. Oh, man, that must have been one of those home renos. Yeah, we, absolutely, yes. The last reno project we did... One of the main focuses of the scope of that project was creating a croissant area. Well, well, I mean, I wish that we could all live such a charmed life. <laughs> I mean, I do too. I don't want to keep all the croissants to myself. I know. Well, looks like I'll be coming by and getting some of those delicious croissants. Please do, friend. Please do. But in the meantime, on Friday, we can all celebrate National Backward Day, or if you prefer, mm. Yad Drog Cab Lanoyton. Ah, yeah, draw Cablanoitin. I love that day. Yeah, I do too. Well, it's Friday. It's Friday. Well, I think the only thing that could top, yeah, draw Cablanoitin is National Texas Day, which I am immediately going to change to be called National God's Country Day. So I'm <laughs> celebrating every single day that I'm here. And the more Texas things that I have and can celebrate, the more that my heart will be full. So, yeah, National God's Country Day. Well, I've been in Texas for over 40 years, and I've said this many times on the on the show, I've really, really enjoyed how much you've embraced Texas since you've moved here. I, I just got vetoed um, from by Liz. I wanted to put a Texas flag shower curtain in the guest bathroom, and she said no. So, <laughs> you know, the oppression is, is, the, is real. But I'm getting through it because I did get my first cowboy boot Christmas ornament, which I love. Okay, good. Good, 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 good. Well, I mean, yeah. don't give up the fight because, I mean, if you keep whittling away at her, eventually you'll get that shower curtain. Oh, Liz has no idea what's in store for her. <laughs> <laughs> that makes my heart so happy. Same. <laughs> well, yeehaw, get along, little buddy. <laughs> How no one will be able to call me all hat and no cattle <laughs> by George. <laughs> all right. Well, it won't just be Adam and I. I encourage everyone to celebrate National Texas Day on Saturday. National God's Country Day on Saturday. That's right. Next. All right. Well, with that, let's turn our attention to this week in history. I love history, bro. You know I love history. I do know that. So, to kick us off, in 1835, Andrew Jackson narrowly escapes assassination. I feel like that's a uh, pretty good accomplishment, to narrowly escape assassination. I agree. It's better than the alternative. (laughs) Quite so. Well, this week in 1865, the House passes the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery in America. Super important, brother. Super important. Yes. In this week in 1926... Scottish inventor John Baird gives the first public demonstration of a pictorial transmission machine, which, of course, today we call as a television. So, super important. Thanks, Scotland. I don't call it a television. I still call it a pictorial transmission machine. 
So do I. It's just like the facsimile transmission machine, but um, yep. you know, for the commoner, they call it a TV. Yeah, I, I do shorten it to PTM, but that's what I call it. Mm-hmm. No, I know what you're talking about. Mm, absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, this week in 1933, the Lone Ranger debuts on Detroit radio. That's cool. Well, on Detroit radio, that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, 1936, this week, U.S. Baseball Hall of Fame elects first members Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth, Honus Wagner, Christy Matthewson, and Walter Johnson. So, good group there for the first Hall of Famers. Yeah, I don't know about Christy Matthewson or Walter Johnson. They sound like hacks, but I certainly know the rest of those guys. Yeah, same. Yeah, those guys are total hacks. Yeah. Well, in 1948, uh, Gandhi left this plane of existence. Yeah, I think that, like, what kind of person has to assassinate, like, the most peaceful person on the planet? By definition, the most peaceful person. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you say assassination? I said assassination, brother. Gandhi. I thought he died of a severe cold. No. No, no, no. You're thinking of Mother Teresa. Oh, Tough to miss on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, tough, tough break for, uh, for, for Gandhi. Unless... It was a. It was a. a tough it was a break for, whoa! Tough break for Gandhi. <laughs> That's how you characterize his assassination. Tough break. <laughs> wow. Tough you know, break. I got my finger on the pulse of the situation and I really grasped the concepts. Dude, yeah, man, you nailed that one. Tough break indeed. <laughs> tough break. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No doubt about it. Okay. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Moving on. Poor Gandhi. But <laughs> in 1950. <laughs> <laughs> in 1950, Truman announces the development of the H bomb. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yep. <laughs> Poor Gandhi. <laughs> okay, well, it, and, and also bummer about the H-bomb. But in any case, uh, 1971 <laughs> this week, Apollo 14 departs for the moon. That's pretty sweet, bro. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. A ni- nice rebound from an assassination, the invention of the H-bomb. Yes, we're on the rise, as it were. Yeah, definitely. Now, this one is actually a really one that's, that's very near and dear to my heart. In 1985, American recording artists gathered to record We Are the World. And as a child, this is one of my all-time favorite songs. Absolutely uh, favorite songs. I don't know where it went, but I used to have that on vinyl 45. Oh, man. I bet that thing would be worth some coin now. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I did not know that it was only American recording artists. I don't think I did either, but I remember my mom like being upset because um, it had Dionne Warwick who was singing in it. You know, she later went on to be a psych uh, psychic, right? Until my mom was convinced that you know she was of evil origin. So that was always <laughs> funny. <laughs> Isn't it ironic that the song is called "We Are the World" and it was only done by American artists? Yes. Yep. But I think. All right. Yeah, because I think when they did Live Eight, that one had a full world of artists. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I don't want to get too hung up on the irony, but it does exist. (laughs) True. All right. Well, this week in 1986, this one's for you, Keith. 
The Bears dismantle the Patriots in Super Bowl XX by a score of 46-10. to Well, I think the Patriots have been getting revenge on everyone since then, so yeah, enjoy it while it lasted, friends. They definitely got the last laugh and the laugh before that and the laugh before that and the laugh before that. <laughs> And I think I left out two or three other laughs that they were able to get on all of us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so true. Well, coming down again, no pun intended, in 1986, the Space Shuttle Challenger explodes after liftoff. For a, a very interesting and in-depth look at this, you can check out uh, A Dash of Science brought to you by Chris Birkenbein. He did a really, really interesting and uh, reverent view of this incident, and uh, it's absolutely fascinating. Give it a listen. You won't regret it, I promise. Um, and uh, we will remember them this week in 1986. Well, and A Dash of Science is another Podfix show from the Podfix Network. And Chris Birkenmine isn't just a podcaster. He works at NASA. So he is a very credible source on information on this event. Also, he's basically brilliant. He's really, really interesting to listen to and talk to. And hilarious. Yes, you can combine all those things. Much like Vlado, we have some really interesting and smart and hilarious people in our group. Yeah, we sure do. And so so check out definitely this episode specifically, but just a dash of science. That's a terrific show. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, this week in 1988, back to the sports page, Doug Williams becomes the first African-American quarterback to play in and win the Super Bowl. Wow. Talk about a dominating force. Yeah, definitely. Now, today they're not nearly as good, but back then, Doug Williams led the Redskins to a Super Bowl victory. Yep, the Redskins, they've definitely had their time in the sun and are trying to get back there, but are nowhere near that. Nope. Uh, and finally, Tove, in 2004, the famous wardrobe malfunction at the Super Bowl 38 halftime show happened. Now, um, you know, the biggest football game in America, apparently it's shown the world over. I'm curious about that, actually. But that was when Justin Timberlake ripped the shirt off of Janet Jackson, and uh, only he was only she was punished for that. <laughs> no one else got in trouble except her, which I always found to be really, really unfair. So, screw everybody else. I agree a hundred percent. Next. All right, Adam. Well, with that, let's turn our attention to the news. Yes, my favorite jingle. Play it. All right, Adam. Well, we've only done this, although we promise it often, we've actually only followed through on getting back to a story that we didn't have time for a couple of times. Sure. Time does not usually permit. Right. And then we say, hey, we promise we'll get to this in a future episode. And I'm going to acknowledge that seldom do we do ever get back to those stories. But today is one of the days when we do. Well, I want to point out that that does not mean we've broken our promise. We just haven't gotten to it yet. That's correct. It's it's very open-ended, and we still promise that we'll make at least a cursory effort. Adam, Sunday was to have been the day of Oleg Sokolov's spectacular suicide in full Napoleonic costume in the famous Peter and Paul Fortress. Huh. It didn't go down exactly the way he planned. Instead, he's in Marinsky Hospital, still very much alive, but recovering from hypothermia, having been fished out of the Moika River early Saturday morning. (laughs) I mean, that's tragic. (laughs) He's also facing murder charges, Adam. Oh, wow. That's a twist. 
Yep. Because in his possession was a backpack containing a woman's severed arms. Oh, that's not good. The 63-year-old Sokolov is an assistant professor of history and one of Russia's most prominent scholarly reenactors of the, the Napoleonic Wars. Wow, what a tragic end to all that. Yeah, he's probably not going to portray Napoleon too many more times. Nope, that ship has sailed. Now you might be asking, hey, whose arms are those in his backpack? I am wondering that. Well, they're thought to be those of one of his students, Anastasia Yachenko, age 24. Oh man, come on, dude. That's messed up. So Sokolov, age 63, his student, age 24, her arms found in his backpack as he was fished out of the river. They used to be attached to her decapitated body, which was found in Sokolov's apartment, just a few houses down from where he was hauled out of the water, drenched and intoxicated. Well, yeah, of course. You can't do that kind of crap sober. I agree, and we'll get to that here shortly. Now, it should be noted that the Moika River is shallow enough to stand in, and it's unclear whether Sokolov jumped in or fell in. But the backpack that he was wearing did not sink. And so he called out for help after jumping in, and a passing taxi driver called police. Maybe a silver lining is that Sokolov did confess to the murder and is cooperating with authorities. Now, I guess I'd say... If you're fished out of a river and the arms are in the backpack that's attached to your body, it's a little hard to deny that you had something to do with it. That's correct. 100% correct. Now, you might find this interesting, Adam. The crime has been compared both to Dostoevsky's crime and punishment because of the use of an axe in the dismemberment and to the assassination of the mad monk Grigory Rasputin as the events took place in Moscow's dark interior waterways. Well, that's quite disturbing. In any case, so apparently what happened was is that after his guest left, he apparently at that time decided to dismember and dispose of the remains. I guess maybe some good news is that the thought of that or the act of doing that made him so physically ill that he had to drink really heavily in order to get through it. Yeah, and the thing is, like, there are things that you have to drink heavily to get through that are way less severe than that. So, yeah, he must have been in a stupor. This is not at all how this was supposed to go down. His original plan which was to make his way down to Peter and Paul Fortress on Sunday, dressed as Napoleon himself, and romantically take his own life in front of gaping and undoubtedly awestruck tourists. What he had originally intended to do was to stage, dressed as Napoleon, a very public suicide in a heavily trafficked tourist area. You know, you're a real jerk, man. I don't want to see that crap on my vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, if that happens in front of me, I'm hopping on TripAdvisor and, you know, that place is not going to get a favorable review. Yeah, one star, bro. <laughs> Would you like to know his apparent motive for the murder? Oh, man. A lover's quarrel. Let's see. Um, I, jealousy. Let's go with jealousy. All right. Well, Sokolov, a widower, told police... Yaschenko's criticism of his two grown daughters drove him to kill her. Oh, and by the way, using a sawed-off shotgun. Hmm. Okay. So it was super dirty. So the two also co-authored two scholarly historical articles on the aspects of Napoleonic history. Sokolov has been described as passionate, knowledgeable, temperamental, and unstable. 
which <laughs> you take that list of four words, it starts out pretty good, and then by the end of the list, not so good. Yeah, it's a it's a tragic tale at the end. <laughs> yeah, quite. He was accused of assaulting a student who challenged him during one of his lectures. His employer, St. Peter- Petersburg State University, stood by him during that incident. Another student accused him last year of tying her to a chair and threatening her with a hot iron. Wow, that's intense. What? Yeah. So here's a final note on the story that I thought was an interesting twist. Lieutenant Colonel Galina Yachenko of the Ministry of Internal Affairs, the mother of the young woman Sokolov murdered, arrived in St. Petersburg Sunday from her home in southern Russia to arrange for the return of her daughter's remains. That's so sad, man. So, um, So the student that he had a relationship with and then murdered with a sawed-off shotgun and then dismembered her and put his put her arms in his backpack was the daughter of a lieutenant colonel in the Ministry of Internal Affairs. Yeah, foolish. Not just because of the murder, but because of who you murdered. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's not going to go well for him. No, he's screwed. He and he deserves it. Whatever like bad things happen to him, good. Yeah, man, so... I think um, a couple months ago I said, hey, I'm about to tell you the craziest story we've ever told on the, on the show before. Yep. And I think that one might have trumped that previous story. Yeah. Yeah, this is pretty bad, bro. Pretty terrible. Yeah, that was nuts. And um, that comes with the headline, Russia's greatest Napoleonic reenactor found drunk in a river with severed arms of his lover in his backpack. I feel like it captures the whole thing right there in the, in the very <laughs> yeah. descriptive title. <laughs> and Adam... And our listeners, now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> Yay! Well, unfortunately, Adam, that um, digging through those details took so much time that we don't have time for any additional stories today. Crap. Of course. We're always running out of time. See, maybe we should have done quick hits. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But I do have a headline. Okay. Homeless man arrested for sexually assaulting dying beaver. <laughs> of course why why not still not as bad as you know this one but yeah classic well and, and adam and i promise we will make every possible effort to get to this on a future episode every effort next all right adam well on that note why don't we take a quick break to hear from one of our new promotional partners let's do it when we return celebrity birthdays the rest of our Scotland fun facts, and a surprise from one of our bug mates at Podfix. Right after this. This week's episode is brought to you by Spice Apes, from the makers of Pocket Chimps. Just don't know how to liven up your soup? <laughs> your roast need a little kick? <laughs> then you need Spice Apes up in this kitchen. Simply leave your meal out, shut off the lights, and go about your business while the Spice Apes perfectly season your meal. I've never seen my chimps, but my chicken has never tasted better. Who knew that all my eggs needed was salt? With spicy, specially trained apes like Cinnamon Chimp, Orangutan Paprika, and Sriracha Baboon, your meals will go from bland to gourmet. Order your set of Spice Apes today and receive a free special edition flavor of the month, such as Gorilla Nutmeg and Spider Monkey Sage. <laughs> Spice Apes, your simian flavor makers since 1963. 
Dude, I love Spice Apes. Yeah, I, I think I do too, but I think I find that one to be one of the more confusing products that we've advertised on the station. Doesn't matter, bro. Spice Apes. <laughs> All right. I see what you're doing there. I too will commit to just powering through my confusion and just embrace Spice Apes. <laughs> they haven't let us down yet. I think we can trust them. Good point. And I really do like my pocket chimps. So if they're anywhere as good as anything as good as pocket chimps, then I think we're going to really like these. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we're sitting pretty, bro. Good food, gourmet food, Spice Chimps, no problem. Spice Apes. All right. Well, for more information about Spice Apes, feel free to check out Weird With You. It's another terrific podcast from the Podfix Network. It can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. Next. Adam, it's time for birthdays. Yes, with an own music bed. Perfect. Hit it, man. Take us, kick us off. All right, Adam. Well, today are the birthdays of Ellen DeGeneres, who turns 62, Wayne Gretzky, the great one, who turns 59, and Eddie Van Halen, who is 65. Wow. And if that's not enough, Adam, tomorrow is the birthday of Mikhail Baryshnikov, who turns 72. The big 7-2, man. Big milestone. And so on Tuesday, we've got Rick Ross, who turns 44, Elijah Wood, who turns 39, Alan Alda, who turns 84, and then, in the arms of an angel, Sarah McLaughlin turns 52 and has ruined (laughs) dog commercials for the entire universe. I don't know how old I thought Rick Ross was, but I thought he was way older than 44. Yeah, no, you know he's had a kind of a quick rise, but you know he's 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 been around for just long enough to think you he's like way older, and yet <clears throat> not long enough where he's not that old. <laughs> wow, svelty put. Yep, super svelte. All right, well on Wednesday, Adam, Oprah turns sixty six. <laughs> you get a birthday, Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> and if that's not enough, and usually it is. Yeah. Magnum P.I. himself, Tom Selleck, turned 75. Dude, did you know that he was almost Indiana Jones? That would have been weird. But I think he, w- he might have done a great job. No way. No way. I mean, I don't want to replace Tom, you know Harrison Ford knowingly, but Tom Selleck's good. I like Tom Selleck. Yeah, same, but he would have been terrible in that role. All right. Well, we'll never know. On Thursday, Christian Bale turns 46 and Phil Collins turns 69, Adam. I love that song, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> Phil, enjoy your 69th birthday. And my rendition via mouth of the drums leading into the best part of I Could Feel It. <laughs> Coming in the air tonight. <laughs> Nicely done. Thank you, sir. Well, on Friday, Justin Timberlake turns 39. Portia de Rossi, which is uh, Ellen's wife, turns 47. Uh, Tyler Sagan turns 28. Nolan Ryan of God's Country Baseball fame turns 73. And Minnie Driver turns 50. I've always loved that name. And then we'll wrap up the week on Saturday with Garrett Morris, who turns 83. Yeah, Garrett Morris of uh, Saturday Night Live. (laughs) Yep. That dude has looked old his entire life, by the way. Yeah, he's one of those guys. And by that, I mean happy birthday, Garrett. (laughs) Of course. All right, how about some born this week, but now dead? (laughs) I never get tired of that clip. We love you, Clay Groves. All right, born on this day, now dead. Paul Newman died in 2008 at the age of 83. Today, he would have been 95. I love your salad dressing, Paul. 
Same. His Caesar salad dressing is delicious. Bam. Next. Okay, buddy. So now that we're going to, you know, we did the deads. Now we're going to bring it back up to something that we started last week for our Scottish friends on Radio Haver. And we're going to do some Scotland fun facts. And you know that we love fun facts. So are you ready for some fun facts? Please. Yes, absolutely. I think it was a smashing success on our last show. So here we go again. All right. Number one. The first recorded sighting of the Loch Ness Monster was in 565 AD. How about that, buddy? Our underwater ally, Nessie. (laughs) That's correct. You know, many believe it's a hoax, but I choose to believe. I definitely believe. Yeah, I think we might have made the Loch Ness Monster Nessie our Gravity Beard Listener of the Week. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Yes! And I love this because you've never had the opportunity to declare the Gravity Beard Listener of the Week. Yeah, it's my first time. 2020, man. New me. New me, baby. Me. So we've done 88 episodes, and this is the first time that you've nominated a Gravity Beard Listener of the Week. (laughs) That's true. While I have had high honors in in creating the distinguished, more seasoned intern, this is my first time declaring the Gravity Beard Listener of the Week. That's correct. All right. Well, moving on to fact number two. The world's first color photograph was taken of tartan ribbon in Scotland. Wow. Of a tartan ribbon in Scotland. That's very cool. Moving on to number three, the United Kingdom's most remote bar is the Old Forge Pub in Scotland. To get there, you can either take a seven-mile ferry or hike one miles over rough terrain. So which one are you going to do, buddy? Uh, I am lazy as all get out, so I will be taking a seven-mile ferry. 100% same, because I don't want to hike that crap back after going to the oldest pub. So I don't think one mile would kill me, but then when you add the phrase rough terrain, I am out. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, 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 when I was in London, I definitely searched for the oldest bar I could find, and I found several that were over five or six hundred years old. So, if I go to Scotland, or when I do, you're absolutely, you can bet your bottom dollar I'm going to go to the Old Forge Pub. So, I'm in for sure. And you'll be taking the ferry, one hundred percent ferry. So, number four, the oldest known tree in Europe is the Fortingall U in Perthshire, Scotland. Anyone over there on Haver Radio, please correct my horrible pronunciation. No, 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 you nailed it. You totally nailed it. Yeah, I'm, I'm confident that I got it perfectly seasoned. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's exactly how the, how the locals uh, pronounce it. Yeah, that's what I thought so. That's what I thought too. So uh, this tree is between two and 3,000 years old. That is old. Yeah, that's insane. Now, this is my fifth and final fact. But it's my favorite out of this one. Except for the oldest bar. That's pretty dope. (laughs) Okay. All right. It's the most remote bar. All right. So Scotland has its own version of Stonehenge. They're called the Callanish Stones. Now, I'm sure that's probably also pronounced incorrectly, but I'm going to confidently move forward. (laughs) These stones were built around 3000 BC on the Isle of Lewis. So that is dope. Yeah, how is it that we've gotten this far in our lives and not know that there was a second Stonehenge? So I've actually heard of like uh, several versions of Stonehenges, oh, okay. and even the United States has a small one. It's not anything like like I mean, you have to kind of do some deep dives to find out about it. Well, I think I think it's the one in the United States is on Sambarsky's sweater, right? <laughs> yes, and what a great episode that was! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. 
So yeah, hey man, dude, some Scotland fun facts and our uh, Radio Haver listeners, if we these up in any way or they're untrue or you want to make fun of my pronunciation, please definitely reach out to us. You can leave an audio message to the email address or any number of ways on social media. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, the, the hotline number is 321-465-2180. Uh, if that's a long-distance call for you, no big deal. You can send us an email at thisweekpod at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook, the Gravity Beard Intern. That's our Facebook group. Next! All right, Adam. We have but one more thing we're going to do on today's show. Only one? Yep, unfortunately. But it's a Dang. good one. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but I teased right before a commercial break that... We've got a surprise from one of our bunkmates over at the Podfix Network. Ooh, can't wait to hear this, brother. You know, Tuesday is National Kazoo Day, and we happen to have some friends that are part of the Podfix Network that have particularly good kazoo skills. Please tell me this is a call-in from the two girls on a bench. It is indeed. Yes, we did it, buddy. We did it. Well, how else are we possibly supposed to celebrate National Kazoo Day without our kazoo friends? There's no way. And by the way, how happy are you that we have kazoo friends? Um, I feel like we're a part of a select group of people that can say they have kazoo friends. <laughs> what what percentage of people do you think are on this planet that can honestly say they have kazoo friends? Well, whatever percentage it is for the three of us to be like, you know, 7 billion, you know, point zero 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 until we get to us. We have three people. <laughs> right, right. All right. Well, it comes in two parts and here's part one. Hi, Toph. And everybody else, this is Trisha and Shauna from Two Girls on a Bench, and we wanted to call for National Kazoo Day with our kazoo band of family and friends and play a little song in honor of the kazoo. As you know, we love it. Okay, ready? A one, a two, a one, two, three. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. We've got to practice this. Okay, I'm going to call back. Don't play this on the show. Okay, bye. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> sorry. We never play these messages before they we play them on the show. That's the first time we hear them. So I, I apologize. I'll just go right on to message number two. Do it. Hey, Tope. It's Trisha and Shauna from Two Girls on a Bench, and we're here with our kazoo band for National... Oops, drop something. For National Kazoo Day. And we have our band here and we're ready to go at a one, two, three. That was awesome. Dude, did I hear a little slide whistle in there? Or was that just me? Um, Maybe. I don't know. I mean, do you, do you try to mess up the purity of a kazoo band by adding a slide whistle? It's not. No, it's an accoutrement. It's not a, it's not a mess up. <laughs> yeah. Well, in any case, that is instantly my new favorite version of Yellow Submarine. Same, although I do take umbrage with the fact that they only said hello to you. So, No, no. Remember they said and everyone else. Yeah, I'm somebody, sir. I'm not just everyone. 
<laughs> well, in any case, thank you very much to Trisha and Shauna from Two Girls on a Bench, another great show on the Podfix Network. Thank you very much for lending us your kazoo skills to help us celebrate National Kazoo Day. Yeah, you guys are the best. Yeah, that was really cool. Nice of them to take time to do that. Now, I will give you a little bit of background information. They did that uh, over the holidays. They, they were nice enough to do it while they had family and friends over for, for Christmas. And I think that she said that they had like eight, like eight or ten people that participated. See, that's what I'm talking about. You have kazoos at the ready in case we need to do something like this. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we have kazoo friends, and kazoo friends have other kazoo friends. Yeah, you know, and those kazoo friends don't f*** around. They're pretty awesome. <laughs> Well put as usual. <laughs> Next. All right, Adam. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of This Week Today. <clears throat> Damn it. Yeah, I know. I feel you, buddy. But let me finish up with some brief credits. Come join us in our Facebook group. It's called the Gravity Beard Interns. That's where we have serious conversations about the dumbest things ever. You can call us on our hotline if you like. That number is 321-465-2180. If you enjoy the show, please tell another human about it. Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network. To find other great shows consistently creating platinum-level content, go right now to podfixnetwork.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. You can now listen to our show on Radio Haver. See all the details in our show notes. The music from our show is by Silent Partner. Their stuff can be found on the YouTube audio library. For my pal, Lord Saunders, I'm your co-host, Toph. You've been listening to This Week Today on Gravity Beard. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Pod Fix Network.